With cannabis edibles set to become legal in Canada later this year, Province Brands hopes to be at the forefront of this brand new market with the first ever beer brewed from cannabis. But what's it like entering a market where the product is entirely new, the regulations are unknown, and cannabis itself is still something of a taboo subject? We're talking to Duma Winshu, co-founder and CEO, to find out more. Well, Province Brands is a research and development company that is developing a suite of really useful and interesting technologies for the beverage industry and for the cannabis industry. Uh, and our first technology that we bring to market is a, a, a new way to mash cannabis, to convert the cannabis plant into sugars, uh, which will maintain the psychoactive effects of the plant, and then ferment those sugars into beers. So we're actually brewing the world's first beers that are brewed from cannabis as opposed to all the other beverages that are out there in the market which are uh, infused with cannabis. Infusing is sort of dropping in a, a marijuana oil into a beverage that's already been made. You can infuse you know, apple juice, milkshake, whatever you want. Um, we think there's really an art uh, and a science, clearly a big science, in brewing a beer from the cannabis plant. And so take me back a bit as to where you got interested in cannabis, why you thought this was an industry you needed to be in, and how you've got from the conception to the product you've got today. Uh, absolutely. I mean, I used to, um, I used to be in the video game industry and, and we worked on and, and helped make a lot of really big games. And at some point I was just thinking a lot about my legacy and thinking that in you know 200 years, is anyone going to remember what I did on the planet? And it I know why that was important to me, but you know I don't have any children, and it just seemed like I wanted to do something that would have an impact in the world uh, on a longer term. And you know I've thought a lot about the psychoactives that are existing in our world for for various reasons, and the ones that are legal and the ones that are not. And when it became obvious that marijuana was going to be legal soon around the world, it, it just seemed like a chance that I could you know do something that I I know a lot about and and make a big difference in the world. And and I thought that in you know two hundred years from now, if people could be drinking an alternative to alcohol that could give them a lot of the benefits of alcohol, because I think alcohol makes our world so much better, but do that without so many of the harms, you know, the world would be a really different place. And I wanted to do something to, to help create that future. And so when was it that you, you started out in cannabis? I jumped into the cannabis industry in 2014 and uh, have not looked back. It's been a really rocky ride with a lot of ups and downs. Uh, but I do think it's a really important industry. I think that there's a taboo around around psychoactive substances in a weird way. I mean, you know, people don't like to have that conversation. They don't like to talk about it. Um, it's the kind of thing you can get fired from your job for. It's the kind of thing that, you know, people will stop being your friend over if they think you have a problem with psychoactive substances. And I think that it's it's high time that our society sort of looks that in the eye and, and wonders, you know, why is this taboo, right? You know, I mean, I used to make video games, and I can be—I can tell you for sure that we would never have made those games if it wasn't for the caffeine that the team was consuming. I mean, we were there till, you know, 18-hour days, six days a week, sometimes seven days a week, and it was completely fueled by caffeine, which is a hell of a drug. We don't talk about it that way. Um, and so many of the deals that I closed uh, uh, during the time that we sold those video games, you know, they were closed over drinks. You know, it's how you get to know people. It's how you break down the boundaries. It's how you develop trust uh, with one another. So, you know, to me, these these substances, 
we have to appreciate them for what they bring to our world and we also have to into our lives and we have to appreciate the the negative impact that they can have as well and and I, I know that's just what I wanted to to spend the rest of my life studying. So you've been in the industry for five years, yeah. But in that time, I imagine you've had to had to grapple a lot with the science behind behind this new product and also the funding. So how have you done that? Uh, raising capital in this space is is surprisingly easy. Uh, if you have a, a a great team, a great idea, and a great product, um, which we're very fortunate to have all three. Investors are really interested. Uh, there are a lot of people who are uh, really supportive of cannabis, uh, who, who have been consumers for their whole lives and just don't believe it should be illegal, who are willing to back uh, you know, speculative businesses like ours uh, because they want to see the world change. They want to see a different world than the world that we all grew up in. Uh, so we've managed to connect with a lot of those folks for some way, way or another, and, and uh, we've been very successful raising capital. We are raising more capital now, and uh, you know, it helps that we've hit all of our milestones that we told investors that we would do, uh, at least on the business side and on the science side, we've, we've hit all those. Uh, and it, it really helps that we've, you know, we've been able to make a great tasting beer, and when people try the product, they, they want to support it. Um, I would say in the, uh, you know, on the science side, this was a really bad idea, you know, uh, and, and it's amazing that it's actually worked because like if I had known when we started this how incredibly hard it would be and everybody told me too, I was just too dumb to listen to them. I mean, when we started this company, we, the first thing we did, I didn't know how to brew a beer, like I didn't know anything about beer, is we, we flew around and we met with some of the top master brewers from around the world and you know, we just very naively went in there and said, hey, can you help us? We want to brew a beer from cannabis, sort of thinking that you could brew a beer from anything, you know? and not understanding, which we learned from these master brewers, that you know you, you have to start with at least grains. Like typically beer is brewed from barley and you can, you can um, you know, heat that barley, boil it to, to, to extract sugars from it, and then the yeast will ferment the sugars. And, and the, the flavor of a beer comes from the esters that are created when the yeast sort of digests those sugars. I mean, that's sort of the primary, that's what makes a beer, you know? And if you don't have, carbohydrates that you can you can turn to sugars or you don't have sugars like you're not making a beer and they just said it was completely impossible when they they said that to us you know we did not listen and we figured there had to be a way um, to make a beer from the cannabis plant and we spent an insane amount of money and and hired some of the top researchers in the world and we were you know very fortunate to to find great people who were willing to make this uh, their life's work you know our, our our master brewer uh, was a really random story how we found him. I, you know, we were, we ran into a lot of dead ends. I mean, we were we were working with a company, a really great group, who tried really hard to make a great beer for us, but it tasted just like rotten broccoli. Like it was completely undrinkable, and it would have cost like sixty dollars a bottle. And um, you know, I didn't know what to do. And I just remembered that I used to go to a beer when I was living in Colorado, a bar when I used to live in Colorado, and they had the best beer ever. And I remember when I asked the um, the bartender there, like, why is the beer so good? She said. It was because our brewer is a PhD chemist, you know, our, and the owner of our bar is a PhD chemist. So um, I just called up this microbrewery and, and called the 800 number and asked to talk to the guy. I'd never met him before, but when we were running out of options, you know, I just called him up and, and uh, he took my call and, and I said, hey, look, this is what's going on. I started this company. We're trying to make a beer like it's not working. And he said, have you tried this? Have you tried that? You know, and three months later, we had a great tasting beer because we found the right people uh, and really, at the end of the day, that's what it's all about, it's finding the right people. And something that's quite interesting in, is, is that the technology you've now got 
I mean, obviously your main aim is cannabis, right? but this can go further if you wanted to. Oh yeah, I mean, we're effectively creating a, a beer out of plant material, out of the, the green plant material you would hold in your hand if you pulled a cannabis plant out of the ground, right? That's what we make the beer from. We're not making it from grains, we're not making it from a starch, we're not making it from sugar, right? We're, we're actually converting that material into sugar and, and you could now use this technology to make beers from anything. Uh, from, you know, imagine a beer from lemongrass, like I, I think that would taste so good, you know, or a beer from, uh, you know, I'm more Canadian, so we have to think of a beer from maple bark, you know, or the maple tree, that would be amazing, you know, and we can do that, you know, we can create um, products that have, you know, flavors that have never been experienced before with this technology. And, you know, when you drink our beer, it's, it is different, you know, we just had um, a master brewer from one of the top, uh, you know, global breweries come through our facility and he saw how it was made and saw the cannabis going into the machine and he could smell all the smells which are, smell good but very different from what you would smell in a, um, in a normal brewery and, and then at the end of the tour he got to taste the beer and I was super nervous, I'm thinking like, well, what is this guy going to say, because uh, he's tried all the beers in the world, you know, and he's a, a real professional and it was our first time someone like that had tried our beer. and. You know, he puts down the glass after drinking a bit and he says, um, you know, I can't believe how much this tastes like a beer. And I was like, well, what did you think it was going to taste like, right? I mean, that's what it is. But I guess there's this mindset when you hear it and, and you realize it's made from cannabis, people automatically in their brain, they go to this place where it's going to taste like a marijuana ashtray, which it, it does not. Uh, and the next thing he said is, you know, what's interesting is not what I taste, but what I don't taste. You know, I don't taste that sort of bread-like flavor you get in a typical beer from the barley, but I don't miss it because it's sort of replaced by this equally complex flavor of the cannabis, uh, and that just made my day, and I think that that describes it really well. I mean, you know, you have the hops flavor, you have the typical sort of beer flavor that comes from the yeast digesting the sugar, uh, but instead of that bread flavor, uh, you know, on the back end, it's, it's different, it's new, it's refreshing, and it just feels lighter, you know, just because of the way we make this beer, you know, not making it from barley, not making it from grains, uh, we have a lot less residual sugar, and, uh, and so it's, it's a little bit less sweet, uh, but it is a lot lower calories. Uh, you know, we're in the 40 calorie range uh, for our beers, and, and that is really interesting to me because, you know, you, you don't necessarily taste the difference, but you kind of feel the difference. You just don't feel so heavy after you drink it. So you succeeded in brewing a beer from cannabis. Yep. But that's hardly the end of it. I mean, what are the things you're going to be working on in the next year, the next five years? What sort of research and development? What science? What, what, what do you think you're going to be looking at next? I mean, all we do is science at the end of the day. It is crazy. <laughs> it should come by our lab. There are so many problems still to solve, right? So now we've done this. And the next question is, how do we do it really efficiently at a large scale? And uh, we're building a 175,000 hectolitre brewery. Uh, and there are always things that you didn't think about. You know, we're, we're now fighting a battle against oxidation, right? The, the, our, our beers, primarily, most of them are, are alcohol-free and they intoxicate using marijuana or its phytocannabinoids. And we found that, you know, through the pro doing the processing in the atmosphere, the phytocannabinoids will become less potent uh, if they're exposed to oxygen. And we want to maximize their potency because it's better, you know? Uh, and, so, and so now we're trying to figure out how, how we can produce this beer without it ever, you know, touching oxygen from the time it gets unbailed to the time it, it, it ends up in the can. That's complicated. Uh, so there's a bunch of, of engineering going into that, that approach. Uh, we're, we want our beers to hit you as quickly as alcohol, which they, they do now. So we have licensed a technology from another company uh, that shortens the onset time to about 
10 minutes or less. Normally a marijuana beverage could take anywhere from 45 minutes to an hour and a half to hit you. You know, we may eventually want to develop our own technology to shorten that onset time so we don't have to pay those license fees. But in the meantime, until that happens, we're developing a technology. It's not ready yet, but we're working on a technology to shorten the duration of effect of edible cannabis. Normally, a marijuana beverage would, would keep you intoxicated for six hours or more, which is like a, a really long time. You know, it's not how we like to drink. You like to enjoy two or three drinks over the course of dinner. You might like to drive home before six hours are up. Not that you should ever drive under the influence of substances, but you know what I mean. Um, it is, um, you, know, you know, so that's a real challenge. So our scientists are working very hard on that. And at the same time, we're really working on the sensation. You know, our goal is to create a suite of premium beers, uh, really a high-end category, uh, and, and then to have an ultra-high-end category of beers that will give you a very different sensation from the rest, uh, that will give you a sensation that's less like the high of marijuana and a lot more like the pleasant sensation of drinking alcohol. And I think when we do that, when we succeed at that, which is years away, I mean, it's, you know, we have a, a full-time neurobiologist on staff and that's all she's working on, and, and some other people who are part-time who are working on this as well, but it's, you know, that's, when we do that, we change the world, right? Because we, we produce something that, that gives you a lot of the benefits that we get as a society from alcohol without so many of the harms, you know? And that's, that's really the long-term goal, and so we're working on all of those things. But, you know, right now in the short term, it's build a facility, continue to raise capital, and, and ship this beer all around the world. I mean, this is an unprecedented opportunity and that we're seeing for the first time in any of our lifetimes that a new class of psychoactive substance that had been illegal all of our lives and all of the lives of everyone we've ever met has now become legal. Uh, and, um, and it's really, really exciting and we are on the forefront at Province Brands and we have a good three-year head start over anyone else who's now jumping on the bandwagon. And so we're expecting uh, edibles and cannabis beverages to become legal in Canada later this year. Correct. What's it like preparing for a market that you don't know an awful lot about? You know, I use this metaphor that it's like you're setting sail in some ship that is totally not built yet. You have a bunch of carpenters on the ship trying to lay the planks and build the boat, but you just have to go, right? And, and you're going to build the ship as you go, but you don't know where you're going. <laughs> and you don't know what the conditions are at sea. I mean, it is really, really an insane thing to do. I mean, we don't have any guidelines from Canada as to what the actual regulations will be. They, they released some draft regulations a while ago, but you know, we expect those to change before they go into effect. You know, we have to make purchasing decisions that we may end up wasting that money. I mean, we're buying packaging that we just hope is gonna be compliant, and it may not be, and we may drop, lose tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars on, on packaging because it may not be compliant with what they expect us to do. Um, you know, we don't even know that they would allow us to sell our beverage technically. I mean, it's, you know, there's, there's no, they said, they said beverages are legal, but are they going to allow a cannabis beer? Who knows? You know, I mean, like, this is a, this is a great unknown. So you need really good lawyers. Uh, you need to be prepared to fight for what you think is right and what you believe in. Uh, and you need to just go into this knowing that nothing is going to be easy. Everything is going to be a fight. Uh, and you have to be incredibly resilient uh, in this industry because... You know, in any other industry, you just see how it's, they have this idea called benchmarking, right? You look at how other people have done things and you just try to do it better, right? You can't benchmark off anyone in cannabis beverage because the few cannabis beverages that are out there are doing it all wrong uh, and they're only in the United States and, 
and in Canada, different rules, different regulations, it's completely unknown. Uh, and it's, it's an amazing opportunity, but it's kind of like being the icebreaker. You know, the icebreaker, sorry, it's a Canadian <coughs> metaphor from Canada, but the icebreaker has to have like this super thick hull to break the ice. And then after it's made this channel, like all the fiberglass hull boats, they can just cruise through without worrying about it. And we are, for better or worse, the icebreaker. And it costs a lot of money to build an icebreaker. It's a very, you know, capital intensive thing to do. And there's a lot of risk of doing it, but we hope it pays off in the long run. Dima, thank you very much. Thank you.